And now, a word from our sponsors. Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMark.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Bice as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Ren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books? We got them too! Hot Off the Press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for $4.99. Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only $2.99. Also, just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only $33.99. Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Bickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. For more information, go to www.MythMart.com. Call us at 870-557-2612 or email sales at MythMart.com. Yeah, I remember Quinn and his family. It was uh, 2220. You know, life was a depressing dead in existence thanks to the aftermath of global warming. The only thing they had to look forward to was a mandatory 40-year lifespan, at which point they'd be unceremoniously put to death and turned into compost. But only if they lived that long. You know, then one day, Quinn made a fateful decision, and, you know, there were disastrous consequences. Consequences that forced Quinn and his wife and their son and their friend, to flee the confines of the city in search of a different life. They were searching for something better. Their hopes lie in the distant snow-capped mountains, but to get there they had to cross that dreaded no-man's land, all while being chased by the World Order Security Police who had orders to shoot to kill, their food and water was running short. Could they make it to reach their new lives? Read their inspiring story to find out in Jim Bates' Something Better, now available in paperback and ebook. For more information, go to www.mythmart.com. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefair, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Massari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, 
when the sun goes down. Enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Taki Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kitties and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 144. Welcome. So again, welcome to the world of MythBits. Uh, as you know, we are episode 144, which marks us at a very interesting point and place in the Jezomon family. Uh, more on that in a minute. Let me go ahead and jump in, though, first and say there's actually no housekeeping this week. I've got news for you because... I was going to open my notes because I have something planned out for this special episode. And as soon as I opened <laughs> opened my phone, I have a note right here that says, she's so metal and she doesn't even like blood. <laughs> so regarding housekeeping, I think we can kind of do a quick callback, throwback, uh, call to, call forward, call to action, whatever, uh, <laughs> to... The usual, you know, obviously, Myth Mart. Again, still waiting for our shirts. I think the more I say it, the more cursed it becomes to not have our shirts there yet. But <laughs> whatever. But yeah, we've got the open contract challenge. That one is the deadline is gone and passed. The 15th is gone and passed. I guess you can start working on next month's issue for your submissions. Oh, and of course, the huge uh, scare fair. You know, we are we are moving fast and hard with scare fair, and tickets are available now. So don't forget. Yeah, it's really weird not having a list in front of me to ring off. Uh, <laughs> PCEHD.com. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. All right. Fact that we are recording and publishing episode 144 of The World of Myth Bits. I think it's a very interesting position to be in because that technically means it makes our podcast the longest running podcast on the JZO Modcast Network. And, uh,. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty a pretty tall order right there, you know. And uh, granted, we haven't been here for all 144 episodes. As you know, we came in... When did we come in? Right around episode... Yeah, just around episode 94, I believe, was our first 
our first episode recording for the World of Myth Bits podcast. So I think that's kind of fun. I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different for special episodes. You know, a lot a lot of podcasts, even we've done it, like to pay homage to the previous bouts of their work or the work that came before them. And I think that's very important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that. But I feel like um, pretty much since COVID, I feel like uh, living in the past has kind of been a very easy thing to do because we're, we were, we are constantly comparing things to what they were like, what they were like pre-COVID or you know, uh, in the hardships of things, things before these major losses, major, you know, whatever you want to call it. We, we were really focused on all the things happening before, you know, looking to the past while it can be very great and wonderful and by no means an awful thing. Um, I think it's also important, though, because I feel like it's not something we're always able to do, especially again with COVID, is looking to the future because we didn't know when, (laughs) you know, we didn't know when things were going to be better, get better. And if we lost people, we didn't know what life was going to be like when those wounds started healing. You know, I feel like there's just kind of been this this cloud over our heads of not wanting to look forward because that's so unpredictable and scary. And we don't want to look at the now because it's so unpredictable and scary. So we can look at the past and it's it's safer there, right? It's a little bit safer there because it's already happened. We know what it is and we can we can use it to base our judgment for what's to come tomorrow, right? So, okay, the point of this long spiel is I really just kind of want to break that, you know? I want to I want to look forward and I spent the better part of the beginning of this year afraid to look forward, you know, with everything that went on with with my health and I know other people are going through very similar situations where it's such a scary idea to look forward and looking toward any kind of goals or wants or desires um you know especially there's so many things (laughs) that ties into it finances uh time availability health all of it it's so daunting so I just kind of want to kick all that in the face you know (laughs) just a nice nice kick to the face of those ideas of all the things that we feel are holding us back all the time and um talk about the things that we can kind of start running to, you know, the 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 things I've I've wanted to look toward and do and achieve and the things I know you've wanted to achieve and, and want to do. Because I feel like we're we're at this point where that's very important. And to make sure that we actually do them. You know, there's also a big a big thing with that is saying you want to do something, saying you have these goals, and then not doing them. What are your goals? For the past couple months, um, I've been working tirelessly on Scarefare, on all of the the media, the the graphics and everything for Scarefare. 
And even before that, you and I had had a lot of conversations about our artistic endeavors and things we've wanted to do because, you know, for much of our relationship, it has very much been based on creative goals, I would say. We've always been very, very supportive of each other in those aspirations. And I say that because you have so many mediums from carpentry to blacksmithing to not just gardening, the entire uh, botany agricultural world to what else? What else have you tackled? Casting and molding, voice. Like you, you try, you not try, you do, you successfully do tackle all of these things. So I guess it's like, just like a smidgen of the differences. I kind of like have this like roadmap, <laughs> you know, like, okay, so how can I strategically get from point A to point, you know, F? <laughs> As a special Episode 144, Insight into Myself, is I actually, I think in third grade, I think around that thing, actually I was in an art competition, and I did play second to my very good friend who was also a better artist in the medium of, I guess, in professional sense, graphite (laughs) at the time, and he indeed licked me pretty good. Probably shouldn't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> he he beat you pretty good. Yeah. He got me pretty good. <laughs> and I know we want to talk about the future, and here we are talking about the past. But it's funny because it's like I never won anything. I I was not. I was I was always a very creative kid, but like and and when I say that I was very lucky, my stepdad and my mom were very very with making sure that like if we wanted to try something they're like all right here you go you can figure it out like (laughs) you know you want to you want to sculpt you can sculpt you know things like that we did like the because we were several kids and we did we always experimented and played around with with different things I remember we had like a cheap it was like a, a generic kids pottery wheel you know and it was just it was cheap plastic like horrible little thing and maybe that's what it was like because there was a lot that like my stepdad was very much like all right here you can try this out it was so much and my little brain was like that's too much to think about that's too much to try to do because then ultimately the older I got the more I figured out what I wanted to do how to do it what I liked you know I started doing things digitally And I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. And it's where I started. And then I moved into doing things. I started painting. I never drew in between. Like, I was not, like, I didn't sketch or anything like that. Like, I jumped from digital to painting. And now (laughs) I'm, like, back to kind of square one. But I love drawing. It's my favorite thing now. Point is, I think everything kind of makes perfect sense, you know, when you look at it and who who you are at this point in time and who you were. Yeah, because the only, the only reason I actually ever picked up digital art or, or Photoshop in total was uh, I started my first website when I was 12, 13, actually. 
It's me, my friend. So I started this website. You remember emulators? Mm-mm. For video games, so these, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they have these programs that used to play video games through a certain uh, ROM system. But I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and I started a website because I was like, you know, what we should do is we should distribute these ROMs and emulators throughout this website, and then you know, it, it didn't even make any sense. So that's why I got into digital for um, digital art because I had to make like the banners and everything for the website and I'm sure Dave is listening right now he's like okay so because it was all <laughs> you know all old school HTML. HTML ready to write up that little puppy <laughs> not like got too heavy into it I remember like you had to go on and manipulate the lighting remember when you would put the lighting on the image and then they would have like the the lighting and it would be like a studio light with the you know with the little big rings and then it would it's smaller with the rings, right? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And you have to position the lighting against the background. And then, like, you would take, like, I was a very big grunge person, still am for style wise. Take the grunge. So you take the overlay. Yeah, you take the overlay of the, what was it? The overlay of like forest bark or something. Yeah. And then overlay it. And then you make lava. And Rusty steel. Crack that baby up. And now you got yourself a little cracked yeah. right thing and got your face pointed on there. So, like, like I'm on the my own cover of My Chemical Romance, like that, you know. <laughs> well, I remember because I it was kind of the same thing for me as well. I didn't design websites. I tried. I tried. I think so. I talk about um, how I did pixel art, right? And pixel art with dolling the 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 doll community that. But then, because I remember I created my own website for that, but it was so basic. Again. We're going deep in the past for this episode in which I want to talk about the future. <laughs> but uh, when I first started, like, writing, I've talked very much about it. It was it was fan fiction. And at the time, it was on Quizilla.com. And I was, I was kind of famous on there for a minute. But it was kind of fun because you, my best friend to this day is somebody I met when I was, like, 13 years old. On Quizzle. <laughs> That's how I met Victoria. She's my best friend 20 years later. And so it's kind of funny because what a lot of writers would do is we would create, because you could you put the bare minimum like HTML coding in your stories on Quizzle because <laughs> it really wasn't formatted for stories. So you'd just kind of cheat the whole thing. We would make banners for each other's stories. So it was like a gift exchange. Like, hey, I really like your story. Here's a banner I made for you for your next chapter if you want to use it. And it was like this whole little community of, you know, like 12 to 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds exchanging, you know, banners for <laughs> fan fiction stories. And I, I think on, like, I went on my photo bucket. I think I still have a couple of them on there from when I was a child. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that all, like I said, can lead us into conversations of the futures and, and, and goals and all that. Because, like I said, this this past year, you know, I've been working. My main priority has been Scarefare and putting forward everything I can into uh, the marketing graphics for Scarefare and doing all of that. And I also made 
some major decisions about my career <laughs> in doing so, uh, just in terms of materials and all that. And also making sure to produce art. I've made great, you know, friends and connections and everything this year. But I think the one thing that I have long wanted to do and the one thing that you and I have talked at length about is animation. So that is a big, big, big goal that I want to achieve. But, you know, like thinking about that is when you when you set goals but without action, that's what dreams are. <laughs> well, I don't want to say too much, but, you know, as well as I do, that that is actually becoming an actionable scenario. Bring up, like, the past and, like, future and everything, goals, stuff like that, is because the way... My relationship with art, even though like it, even though as you listen right now, and my relationship with art as a as a, as a child and whatnot had a different flavor and texture to it than the way that I even think about it now, is because going through so many different mediums throughout the throughout the your lifespan, you go through so many mediums, and they all connect anyways. Like they all circle around everything, you know. Uh, as writers here storytelling right music even the visual arts and everything like that even come together to, to create one thing so i have so thinking about this i have a little bit of insight of how i feel as an artist now art as i know it as reviewers of the magazine something important comes to mind Criticism should be taken to better your own advancement and for those around you. If you truly listen to what is being said and advised, you may find something worthwhile. What standard do you feel is that you are trying to achieve? Why is it you write? I know this part kind of sounds like it's targeted more so towards writers right now because this is the <laughs> literary magazine and mostly writers are listening. Why do you write or feel the need to express yourself? How would you feel if the luck of the draw is what separates us differently? Kind of take note to that. I want to get back to that. Remind me. How the world around us will interact with us. So many variables go into our work. We need to remember the common core practice of bettering our ideas and minds. Advanced past the barrier of what is to be expected versus shooting past the standard. I feel seeking excellence is always the path. In good practice, listening to what other people have deemed popular is a good start. Without plagiarism, of course, because they will let you know. <laughs> Something has potential, but this will come back to the birth of your thing to begin with. What is its purpose? What's the path? Path as if this were a linear direction you are to take. I wanted to write these words to see if anyone any point in time can hear this and truly hear these words for what they are as we now live in an area that is deprived of attention though as it would seem many are starving for it and when we create we need to understand what it is we are birthing this thing into existence for time and dis time and distance and time seems the more i hear that word as everything takes time and some complain to others about the time factor and no one has time anymore what does that tell you which seems odd to not have time for what you are let me explain that a little statement a little further before i go into this last paragraph the way that i wrote that was it seems like whenever you meet people and they say they don't have time or they're too busy they don't have time to do this thing you know and yet it seems like that's all we have is time and because of our 
evolution of our society now, that's that's all you hear, you know, is time. And it was very interesting because we live in a very heavily populated area. Um, California is very heavily populated, probably the most populous of the United States. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check that. With that being said also about the populace is that now that I am more so out in the, I would say, out on the town a lot more these days than used to be usual around large clusters of people. It's odd. The interaction, the daily interaction, the daily driving, the driving daily on the California roads is a different monster entirely now. It has become problematic in the sense that now people are obstacles or they're, or they're you know, hindrances to the next person. You can go into any, <laughs> any restaurant, any restaurant, and people have a very negative attitude towards other people. And yet, that's odd to me because business and our own society, the only way the society is happening right now is because of other people. If you really think about money... Mm. And everything like that, it's all about people. Without people, money doesn't exist. Business doesn't exist. That's why I always, you know, kind of say it's like you can be a freelancer, you can do whatever, but it doesn't matter. You're always going to be employed by someone. You have to be. You're going to be employed by your customer. Yeah, and how how does that relate, though, to creativity and art? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because people are the ones who are going to deem whether or not your art is is good. You could either say it's good or bad, but where's the bar at to where you are able to set that bar? Where's the bar to set? I know in music, on that particular medium, the bar is set. There's an industry standard. Other people have set that bar. If you listen to something, you either like it or you don't. Is that your preferred taste, though? That's a whole nother section. Right, you may like. That's why I'm pretty sure. That's why they dropped it in so many genres. Is so you can say, okay, you don't like this genre. Mm-hmm. You know? It's the same thing with visual art, writing, say abstract art versus technical art, sculpting versus abstract art. You know, what would deem it good or not good, as though it is self-expression. Is that to the point to where people would take super offense to not liking the thing because it is critiqued on the standard or they feel that they're critiqued against their expression? Now they are not validated. That's a that's a good point. I think that could be it. You know, because people take things, I mean, especially in the creative realm, it's so easy to take things so painfully personally. You know, look back to the writer who well, I complimented and I said, I really like your story. I would like more of it, and they took that as a as a slight, you know, like you can't ask for more of something that isn't. It's like, but I liked it a lot, like, but it was it was apparently it was a very offensive statement. So we're gonna register things how they make us feel, and if they make us feel like like our vulnerable, our creativity is our vulnerability, is what I'm trying to say. I think that that just kind of opens it all up because when you look at it that way then that's what sets those standards, right? Right. The vulnerability of it all. You know, my standards are pretty much, It's I, I don't even remember where I heard this. And if somebody knows, because I'm sure it's, it's definitely not my own opinion, it is something <laughs> I heard many, many years ago. And it was originally 
for writing. Write the characters you want to read about. Like if you are writing something and it's not something you want to read about, don't bother writing it. Unless, of course, you're, you know, using it to uh, finance you in <laughs> your life. Um, but <clears throat> in terms of passion, don't write something you uh, wouldn't want to read. You know, because why? What's the point? So, but I apply that to every endeavor. You know, don't put any anything out there that you, the creator, don't want to see you know what I mean like create the art create the 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 writing create the the music create whatever it is that you want to partake in and I feel like that's the standard because it's not about what anybody else is doing it's not about what anybody else has to say has to offer it only has to do with you and what you want because there's a lot there is a lot we are lacking you know in film in uh, all media in any kind of subject, everything, we are lacking a lot. We are lacking in representation. We are lacking from various voices. We are lacking. And the only people who are going to make the difference are the ones who want to see their stories, see themselves represented. They have to put themselves out there, which sucks, but you know if it's received well at the same time because you can have a certain voice and you feel that you know you put yourself out there but if the voice isn't right and they don't be surprised if it doesn't resonate either that would be a hard truth to swallow on that sometimes end. yeah because it needs to resonate because that goes to the to, that goes to the question of people as a whole right because they're the ones we're going to decide what not likes the value, monetary value. I'm going to say monetary value on mm -hmm. this. Okay, the monetary. So if you're let's let's put it this way, if you're trying to monetize said art, the people who are willing to pay for said art are going to tell you what it's going to be worth. You have a certain way of feeling about whether or not it's going to be worth x y or z or if people are going to like it or if you say i hope people like it whatnot then they'll tell you whether it is good or it is bad then that also is just kind of the weird thing to, to where it's like okay well where they get where do they get their standard from yeah well and i also feel you know a lot of this insight you know thinking about it you and i are both of the mind of i mean everything i've learned artistically everything graphic design everything and it's also something that really sucks as much as it's an advantage we're self-taught I am a self-taught graphic designer I can't take that on the road with me nobody's gonna hire a graphic designer who doesn't have a degree even though I know nearly as much as somebody who spent four years studying it right like and that's what sucks point is point is there's a point to that other than me griping is when you are gaining proper education to a subject if you are learning if you're going to art school if you are studying uh journalism if you're studying creative whatever the case you are learning from a curriculum and that curriculum is setting those standards for the people the the mediums the 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 everything worth knowing about right Right. So that's where those standards come from. Right. And if you're self-taught, 
your standards are going to be very different. And I feel like there's a lot of second guessing, a lot of imposter syndrome that occurs with that because suddenly, you know, you see somebody who does something very different to what somebody who was educated, you know, formally educated in that subject, (laughs) you know, it's, it can, I feel like it can get very messy psychologically when you start comparing what we know as self-taught artists versus what they know as formally educated they're in t- because we're on a totally different curriculums for what we're learning, what we're seeing, how we're learning it, how we had to learn it, how they learned it, how, you know, and I'm not saying either is better than the other by any means, but they're very different. And we, of course, are going to take the word of college educated artists more often than we're going to take the word of people because self-taught is apparently in the artist community I've seen people who get very upset over that terminology (laughs) just don't like that who don't take it seriously like you can't teach yourself this and it just baffles me well that's the deal is a person a person can be taught anything anybody a person can be taught anything you can teach yourself anything or you can teach another person anything okay but it's about how the person acts around others and there's more that goes into these this art world or creativity or writing or anything like that there's many factors that go into this thing and it there's no like competitive field into which okay so if somebody were to have say they had a master's in art okay or or whatnot and they got a job well a lot of the times, like a lot of the jobs out there, aren't going to be of high creative. Yeah, creative jobs are very actually, very rarely actually creative. Right, but that's not the point. No, not so. The the but the the point is, there's many things that go into this this art form, you know, or your art form, or, or however. Like it, it was the point of the self expression. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, there's many factors that go into these things. Like, you can teach yourself anything. Anybody can learn anything. I think, you know, we did an episode a while back about how easy it is. You go on the internet and, and information is so... Uh, accessible. Accessible, right? So it's so accessible and you just have to plug into it, mm-hmm. right? So you plug into it and you can teach yourself anything, you know? talent yeah. is kind of just time like yeah. i said earlier like it's just time and you put into the time and technique and you learn techniques and you can put it in and yeah i always used to say and i mean i think it's it's both accurate but i also feel like it's also partially misguided so do with it what you will um you can teach technique but you can't teach talent and i feel like talent not in You have to figure out how you define talent, you know, is talent being able to execute something, you know, with perfection? What what is talent? You know, is talent success? What is success? So it's a whole thing. And And, so it's a very big umbrella statement, but hopefully it kind of translates to, I guess, what you're kind of trying to say where it's like you can you can teach and learn anything well, yeah, but everybody but there's something yeah, everybody hasn't had the same experiences yeah. and that's where i think that's where you're trying to get on with town yeah. because not everybody's had the same experiences 
And if you're trying to compare somebody who had it pretty good and uh, they... <laughs> what Bradley Cooper say in that movie? It's like, you just, you just didn't have anything to say. That's what that was. <laughs> you didn't have anything to say. That's, yeah. that's where I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> so going back to goals... Because, again, this is this is the big topic I wanted to kind of talk about and maybe hopefully inspire. Because there's a lot. There's so many things I want to do. And I always used to think that was actually a problem. I used to think I was very misguided because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I went through so many concepts and ideas with what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I met my teacher, uh, when I was, uh, graduating and she became a lifelong friend and <laughs> she was very much like me in that she, she had so many things that she had wanted to do in her life as well. And I guess the difference was she was doing them. All of them. She still to this day is actively doing things that she has wanted to do. And these aren't small things. You know, these are big careers and not just careers, but, you know, aspirations. And she's an amazing person and she taught me a lot. And I guess, you know, after I kind of met her, my my perspective changed a little bit with who I am and how I go about things. So, you know, I figure I can do everything that I want to do. And that's going to change, you know, because I'm going to decide, oh, I don't really want to do that anymore, but I might want to do this next. And there's just like, there's so many things. There's so many things that I want to do and I want to have fun with them because that's, that's the only stuff I want to put forward is the stuff that I want to and can enjoy doing. You know, I don't want to put out anything that feels laborious or taxing or if if I'm putting exhaustive efforts into something, I at least want to enjoy doing it, which is funny because I am actively learning how to frame uh, pictures and the awesome awesome friend who is teaching me he's completely baffled he don't understand why you want to do this I'm like because this is everything I love about the creative process because 90% of it is just problem solving and that's fun for me anyway goals and aspirations I think it's safe to say we have a nice big slate of the things we want to do. And when I say want to do, are planning on doing. Um, and I think those are very important things. But I also think another very important factor is to accept that you may not accomplish it. You may set out to do a task and something might happen. And then you might beat yourself up over <laughs> for not being able to do it. And that sucks. What matters is moving past it and jumping to the next thing. What you really do in this life is you do or you do not. Yeah. And that is it. It's true. <laughs> Either do or do not. Yeah. And until next time, you can find us at 
www.theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine and on Instagram at the World of Myth Bit. Thanks for listening. Until next time. If you are still listening to the end of this podcast, I'd like to thank you very much. This is going to be my editor's note slash one half of the hosts of MythBit podcast. One of the reasons I signed to do this podcast is to try and give back what I received from the same medium of podcasts. The podcasts I listen to are mostly technical, however, I really learn and absorb a lot from this medium of podcasting from other people. They have bits of knowledge and everything sprinkled throughout episodes, so I hope that whoever is listening to this has at least taken an idea that we put forth today. Thank you for listening.